Hey everyone, Jmark here. Just wanted to give you a heads up. This is from our two-year anniversary live show in August 2020. Uh, around that time, I was moving into a new home, and Mitch had a lot of stuff going on in his house. So there are some audio issues. I was really hesitant to get this out, but honestly, it's just it's such a funny live show, and it's ridiculous. And I think you'll really enjoy it if you can get past some of the audio mishap so to speak but if you would like to attend another live show that we are going to be hosting please be sure to check out our live show coming up at the end of this month april 24th from 1 30 p.m eastern standard time to 5 p.m eastern standard time where we will have guest host liz getty from npc incorporated running us through a game it should be a very good time thanks everybody for the end of the world two-year anniversary live show. Everybody clap. Clap. Uh, so yeah, if we're ready to get started here, the very first thing you guys have to know is that uh, secret audience, what you have to know, I should say, uh, secretly, all three of our players here have been imbued with a superpower. But due to the law of dramatic irony, everyone's superpower can only be revealed when they find the opportunity to use it within the game we are about to play. So everyone, I'm not sure that's the right word for it. Uh, uh, that is probably the right word for it, or maybe I'm doing a cool switch thing. Uh, probably not. Uh, but all you need to know is that all three of our players here have a secret, unique-to-them superpower that just may come into play later. And why would superpowers come into play, you might ask? Well, you may have seen our posters, but if you haven't, then here's what you need to know. In order to blow off some steam, the residents of New Balderdash have thrown an anime convention, even though they don't know what that is. Each character within New Balderdash has dressed as a beloved anime protagonist that has survived through the edited history of Photoblat. But a devil has gotten wind of this while spying on the encampment, and, unbeknownst to all of you, has stolen something very valuable, and it has disappeared. Apart from that, the convention is going swell, but as the day wears on, the townspeople begin to find that it has become harder and harder to break character. Can I throw out a theory? Yes. They stole Mayor Bucket's body pillow. <laughs> <laughs> that's the true. Mayor Bucket's body pillow is just a, it's a giant clean toilet. Like, that's what the image is on it. <laughs> it's like his ultimate dream. Uh, so far, the convention has started without a hitch. Everyone is dressed as their favorite characters from various animes uh, that has, of course, survived past the historic cleansing when Duraki was founded. And the three of you, my dear players, the three of you have found yourselves in line for the How to Be a Hero panel that is being hosted by none other than the most heroic of the town, former mayor Guy Bucket. Uh, cur <laughs> currently uh, in line with you is Debilica. She is excitedly eating a yellow. 
Uh, she had to wait in line for this yellow, and it cost her six dollars. Yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. Um, Twilight's gonna make her way up. Uh, how does Debilica look? Who she who she cosplaying? Uh, Debilica is wearing a traditional Japanese sailor fuku with a golden headband and uh, two hair puffs over her horns. Twilight walks up to the Bilica and goes, Hey, how's it going? You've been fighting evil by moonlight lately? Why, yes, I have, best buddy, fighting evil by moonlight, doing schoolwork in the daylight, because luckily evil only attacks when I do not have my educational curriculum to attend to. Ha-ha! <laughs> it is really convenient. Hey, did you notice that there was someone running around dressed like a green elf saying his name is Zelda? Is that even a video game? <laughs> Or is that even an anime? I don't know what's going on. Well, there on. was a cartoon that was very popular several centuries ago, but I think that's all that remains of the legend of that thing. Excuse oh, okay. me, well, princess. Well, excuse me, sailor. <laughs> oh, you did it! Do, 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 do. Oh, you both, you both fell into my delicious trap of mentioning things that we all like. Uh, but she says, uh, yes, and uh, it has been the most exciting convention, has it not? We have all gotten to stand in line and watch uh, 12 minutes of all of the remaining animes that remain. Yeah, you know, I really thought the AMV contest was really, really good, but I was very uncomfortable because we lacked the technology necessary, so they're just play-acting every single scene. Yes, the play-acted AMV contest, uh, it, I believe live art may be more wholesome than some kind of recorded uh, thing where it's, it, it just loses all of its appeal and value. All the, all the heart is gone after you record something and play it back, truly. Uh, as you reach the front of the line, you see that the panel begins, and uh, ex-Mayor Bucket is standing in the middle of a clearing with a, a lineup of prospective students. So, a uh, quick character prescription. Uh, Guy Bucket seems to have completely changed. Uh... He was once a, a shriveled old prospector stereotype of a man. Now suddenly he is an eight-foot-tall, muscle-bound, jacked individual. He has, of course, a cape and is still wearing his bucket. And uh, I will leave it up to the audience to decide if his costume is anything else. In the distance, we can hear a plus ultra and then a giant fart. Uh, he, uh... <laughs> And he says to you, Puras Pooptra! <laughs> he says to you, Well, now, welcome, y'all. As finally you have, oh, no. you have reached the front of the line. And now all y'all have the opportunity to learn from me, the greatest hero who ever lived, how to be a true superhero. Uh, everyone in the line, please introduce yourselves and your special powers. I, of course, am all bucket. And so... <laughs> no! Oh, no! Yes. Yes. But uh, next to you in line, of course, is <laughs> Debilica, dressed as Scout Moon. Uh, also, in, also in this line of prospective students, you see Jake the Goblin has put on a red vest and a straw hat, and is, uh, he is limbering up. And he says, I am, uh, I am Gorilla Rufy. Next in line, of course, uh, the current mayor of, uh, of Balderdash, Ray, smoking a cigarette, is dressed in a brown leather bomber jacket and has grappling hooks tied to her swords. And she is my casa. Uh, 
<laughs> Down from her, Gerhardt is wearing an orange jacket and a metal headband. Uh, Gerhardt's name is, of course, Naruta. And uh, down from then, of course, is uh, the very familiar form of everybody's favorite mimic hive lord, Elliot, who is only wearing... My child! Yes, who is only wearing a green spiky wig. What shape is he in? Uh, treasure chest. But uh, he, he announces that his name is Deck. He can only turn into an outdoor patio. <laughs> Honestly, I thought you were going Broly with that. <laughs> I thought he was too. Oh, that's even better. Oh man! Uh, but as you as you come to reach the front of the line, you take your place among your other prospective students. The environment seems to suddenly change. The wilderness behind uh, All Bucket has shifted into some kind of large wooden structure with a door. Uh, a sign over the door reading uh, Hero Training Obstacle Course. And he says to you, As the greatest hero that has ever lived, y'all, uh, I, All Bucket, have been tasked with training you new recruits until you are the best main characters you can be. The training hall opens to reveal an obstacle course laid out across a square mile. You see uh, within it a hall of mirrors, an indoor lake, uh, a section that is just a, uh, a series of 20-foot-high plateaus of sheer rock. And on top of these uh, sheer rocks, for some reason, uh, is a... Uh, oh, sorry, I got my descriptions backwards here. Right in the middle of all of this is an arena laid out with a series of five-foot square grids. Uh, and uh, sitting at the height of one of the plateaus, uh, those stone plateaus, is a black iron siege weapon pointed directly at the ceiling. Allbucket All proudly declares, This is our official training facility. It is not only the number one place to train main characters, but because I am here, it is the best place to defend the most important <laughs> thing in the universe. The cannon! And he points to the back on the plateaus where that cannon is once again pointed directly towards the ceiling. The cannon has the power to make or unmake reality. And should someone nefarious get their hands on it, there's no telling what they could bring into existence. Almost immediately... Why would you point that out? It seemed important at the time. Why would you tell everyone that? Well, I figured you should all know. It's a, shouldn't it be a secret? It's definitely like, not. Like it's just right there. Right now. <laughs> yeah, but like, why is it just... Why? Like, why would you put it somewhere we'd all go? Uh, and in the, in the distance here, he doesn't even go here! He doesn't even go here! Who said that? <laughs> Torn is just standing there staring hard, trying to size him up. It's like, can I still kick him into a goalpost? <laughs> <laughs> you can still try. However, currently, uh, All Bucket is taller and more muscular than you, Torin. Blasphemy! <laughs> uh, yes, he gestures to the, the audience cannon. Is currently fighting o is currently fighting over who will get the cannon. Yes, I saw. <laughs> Uh, according to uh, Triple T, someone nefarious immediately gets their hands on the cannon. And that's almost exactly what happens, because almost immediately there's an explosion within the plateaus, and launching themselves forward are three figures silhouetted by the fires behind them. They land in front of your lineup of heroes, and they begin to speak dramatic phrases. The first one, with arms crossed, says, Finally, 
He laments. He is now visible as the flames fade. He is a tall man with two swords on his hip, one white, one black. He has both angel wings and demon horns, and an outfit constructed primarily of zippers. A, uh, a second figure, a young boy with unnaturally colored spiky hair and wearing some kind of small asymmetrical shield says, uh, now it's our time to shine. And then a third figure, a, uh, a girl between the ages of 14 and 24 with unremarkable features and the dress sense that means that this could really be any girl, really, says, okay, all bucket, you can't stop us this time. We will enter the cannon, and you and your team of cosplayers cannot stop us. Yagi, trap them! And with that, the boy with the unnatural spiky hair and the asymmetrical shield steps forward. He, uh, a spellbook appears in his hand, which he jams into a slot on the asymmetrical shield. A glyph on the ground begins to glow, revealing that you all must have been standing on a trap planned from the very beginning. And you watch as your cosplayer- Was that magic, good sir? Yes! Which is Mage Slayer! Which is Superman's one weakness. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, no! Yes. <laughs> we're ending this one we're ending this one shot live show right no, here. My <laughs> yes, as magic Wait, are they within five feet of me? Sure, why not? <laughs> no, they're <laughs> I mean they did sort of jump out at us. Yeah. Oh, Goodness. Is the is the spiky haired kid the shield hero? Is that where you're going with? with uh, that? well, his name is Yagi. If you didn't pick that up, so uh, oh. the most important thing is that you can't prove that I didn't invent him. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, go ahead, Torin. He is he is committing an act of magic right in front of you. I'm gonna take my half silvered great sword and just swing at this item. It's like I smell magic. Uh, go ahead and make an attack roll. You push yourself forward. Uh, and Twilight goes... You go, what, Twilight? Twilight goes, you're doing it wrong! It's time to... Defeat them! Oh, like they ever followed the rules in that show to begin with. So as Torin lashes forward with his silver greatsword, go ahead and make an attack for me. Torin pushes both Twilight and Bert out of the way, knocking them off of the magical glyph. All Bucket has also jumped into action responding with the same heroic reflex as the Torin has uh, demonstrated. What is your role, my good friend Torin? So, 11 plus 3 plus 3. So, 17. With a 17, you go to attack the young boy Yagi, a perfectly innocent young boy who only likes playing his spell games. And as you start to bring your sword down, you see a bow flashes out of the corner of your eye, as the completely mundane-looking female blocks your greatsword with a wooden bow. And she says that I've learned woodworking ever since I was a little girl, so I learned how to make a bow strong enough to withstand a greatsword attack. I don't know what you're from! <laughs> he screams as he attacks her! <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, she has blocked your attack. While she has blocked your attack, uh, Yagi puts a hand on her shoulders and says, Thanks, Mary Sue. I knew you would protect us. <laughs> you ass! How dare you! <laughs> uh, Mary Sue continues to block your greatsword swing. Uh, All Bucket rushes forward, but he stops suddenly, turning around to realize that Yagi's spell has had time to complete. And now your uh, five cosplayer friends 
Nabilica, Elliot, Jake, Ray, and Gerhardt have all been turned into pieces of parchment. Oh, no. They flutter in the wind, where the, uh, the character with angel wings and demon horns jumps forward past you to collect the pages, uh, fold them up, and materialize a treasure chest that he then places the pages inside, closes, and then with a touch, they vanish. This character just sounds like if somebody poorly described Dante and Sephiroth. Uh, and they say, uh, they say, Oh, see, you did an excellent job containing them. Oh, you son of a... Everybody, take your positions, says Mary Sue. We will take the cannon today and become the only cannon characters. Torin, make an attack of opportunity no! as Mary Sue backflips away. <laughs> oh my god, I hate you. I hate you and I hate this. I'm done. Oh no. <laughs> We're done with the podcast. I'm out. See you guys. Have fun. And because I have, uh, I have the vengeance thing. That's right. I've got the power of vengeance on my side. I can move half my speed and immediately attack, so yes. Yes, you may. You may make an attack of opportunity against Mary Sue. Does that have to be a melee attack? Uh, yes. Uh, attacks of opportunity are melee attacks. Guard. All right, I'll swing with the greatsword. That is 21, good sir. Uh, with a 21, uh, you hit Mary Sue. Go ahead and roll damage. If only it was just a flat nat 20, I'd smite the just Mary Suing crap out of her. Let me look up my stats for this sword. I haven't used it in a while. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? Instead of looking at the stats for the sword, I'll tell you what happens. Uh, she oh, you... she puts up a hand uh, to cast the wizard spell shield, uh, raising her AC above your attack. She says, I learned magic when I was a little girl growing up in a desolate uh, post-apocalypse with my parents who were never around. You can't hurt me with spells like that. And everybody... That doesn't make sense! Everybody backflips away. Uh, you see the three figures... Wait, she cast magic, then. You see the three figures backflip... It's true. Stop it! Mitchell, there's plot! she cast I magic, I swear there's yes. a plot to this. <laughs> we'll get to it, just, uh, not now. Can't you see I'm tr busy trying to murder your plot? They have plot armor right now. There's literally nothing we can do. We have to let this play out. They, they, have, they have cinematic immunity. <laughs> Uh, which is, which is true for most games and unfortunate for Aerith. Uh, so, uh, they backflip away, they all backflip to their three different, uh, their three specific places. Uh, the, the character OC has backflipped into the Hall of Mirrors with his treasure chest that he teleported. Uh, Yagi has, uh, backflipped to the grid of squares, where he is now standing on a podium, seemingly awaiting you. And uh, Mary Sue has backflipped onto the stone plateaus where the cannon is kept. Uh, and so Allbucket turns to you. He says, "You three heroes are the only ones left, y'all. So now, what we need—what about you? What about you? I will go fight the dangerous Mary Sue. Her powers make her good at everything with no weaknesses. So what I must do, because I am here, is defend the cannon against her." But because she has no weaknesses, I don't know how long I will last. I need you to get the other heroes back, defend us, and restore the cannon to normal. Away! And he does uh, a big leap, and now he is gone. And it's up to the three of you to decide where to go first. As he leaps away, Twilight screams, I just wanted a break! This was supposed to be a good time! He says, well, if we are successful, then none of this will be cannon. <laughs> and if you so Torin, Torin turns to Twilight and goes, 
dibs on the tiny nerd and goes to chase Yagi. Weirdly enough, not against that. I could rewrite the rest of the podcast. It's fine. This is the world now. This is where we live. No, it's cool. Oh, no. No, no. I was trying to create, like, a... I was trying to create, like, tension that the players would like. Okay, never mind. Uh, uh, yes. In front of you now is a Hall of Mirrors. Torn already claimed dibs and is chasing the nerd Yagi. Manny, are you splitting the party? Yeah, I think he, he, uh, just ran off. I'm pretty sure we have to. Like, they went off in separate directions. We need to go get them. No, no I, I don't think that's the best... Uh, idea. We may want to go after the fellow with the chest where all of our friends are. You hear Torrin shout back, okay, and comes back. <laughs> Slowly, dragging his greatsword behind him. Okay, we'll save the friend. Torrin goes, look, I, I'm sure if we defeat the OC, we'll get the best possible deck, and then we can believe in the heart of the cards and you can beat up the nerd. You do realize you're advocating for beating up a literal child, right? I just want to make sure you're aware. He's only a literal child half the time. <laughs> the other half, he's like five million years old, so it's just beating up an old man, and we do that every day with Bucket. Okay, that's you know what, that's fair. All right, let's go, let's go beat up the OC, cause I'm the only OC allowed around here. An old man in a child's body. That came out wrong. Let's go. Uh, the a hall of polished mirrors concealing a gold room is uh, is there. You can see this all written on a plaque with a cu cardboard cutout of all Bucket standing next to it. It says, within this hall of polished mirrors conceals a goal room. If you are the first to reach the goal room when the timer starts, you will receive a gold medal. If you are in second, etc., etc. Yeah, Twilight goes, oh my god, and books it. All right. Twilight <laughs> has rushed into the hall of mirrors. Twilight books it. I want to race. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I love shiny things. Torn just gets into, like, the running stance, puts the great sword away. Grabs his shield with two ha uh, hands and goes, This is the solution to everything, and goes charging through the mirror straight forward in a straight line. Oh my god. You know, I figured you might do something like this. Go ahead and make an athletics check. This is not ending well. Ha! Joke's on you. I have athletics. So that's a 16 plus a 5, so 21. 21 is more than enough. You shatter through all of the walls of glass, completely negating a whole lot of interesting content I had written for this section. <laughs> Twilight, Twilight is like running through the maze. It's like, I swear I'll get to the end. Here's a rumbling and their Twilight, their Twilight sense goes off and they dive to the right as Torin comes crashing through. I'm the juggernaut. <laughs> oh, Twilight goes, this was supposed to be fun. I'm the juggernaut, Mitch. Bert's just like <laughs> tapping along behind uh, Torin. Yeah, this is fun. Yep, this is happening. I'm guessing you're probably just riding on my back as Project Jetpack eventually. Uh, well, I mean, I'm getting closer to that. So I think I need one more strength point. Uh, Torin, as you go charging <laughs> through the mirrors, you hear the character OC say, uh, in this hall of mirrors, I am king. You will never be able to fight. What the hell? <laughs> and yet, Torin I can't believe someone was strong enough to shatter all of my mirrors. Uh, Torin, you take nine slashing damage as pieces of broken glass fall on you. But otherwise, uh, you immediately find yourselves in the middle of the Hall of Mirrors, where you can see three treasure chests are uh, trapped inside three domes of magical energy. And you see the character OCDS is sitting on top of the middle treasure chest. 
uh, he's got both of his swords drawn, but he's sitting in like a really relaxed, like I don't really care about anything kind of pose. Uh, once again, he has black uh, devil horns coming off his head and white angel wings. He has one white alabaster sword and one black onyx sword. And he looks up at you as you enter his domain and he says, I'm half Azamar and half Tiefling. Perfect. As he as he's saying that, Twilight is like slumped and walking over and goes past him and goes, blah, 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 you're an OC. Look, and Twilight puts like a kind sh- hand on, on OC's shoulder and goes, look, this is your first time in a live show, isn't it? Let me explain what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. You see, this asshole... And, and, and Twilight points at Torrin. No puzzles will be solved on this day, sir, as you see. And then this dickhead, and Twilight points at Bert the Murder Gnome. He gonna murder you. Like, fuck. He's called the Murder Gnome. Look, I think it's within your best interest to just give us our friend. You know what? Screw it. And Twilight just walks past him and keeps going towards where Yagi is and leaves the two guys to deal with this. I'm so sad. Torrin just turns to look at Bert and goes, dibs on the horns and wings. You get whatever parts are left. <laughs> Deal. And he cast banishment. <laughs> oh, you... <laughs> oh, my God. You tiny, cheeky bastard. Uh, as you go to... I should warn you, as you go to cast banishment, hanging around yeah. uh, hanging around O.C.'s neck are three medals corresponding with the three colors of energy, uh, energy shield around these treasure chests. Are you gonna you're gonna banish the, the, the things we need to open the chest, Vert? <laughs> I didn't get a chance to mention it because of all of the good good goofs that were occurring. But <laughs> yes, currently. Uh, I've broken through drawers. Do I notice that though? That's I've a question. I think I can break through treasure boxes. While they're figuring this out, Twilight's in the background, just like, where's the gift shop? Oh my god. Is there a, is there a, is there a spicy topic here? There is a gift shop. Is there maybe, like, a box dinner? Uh, it's a convention. There, of course there's a gift shop. It is 30 stalls of people who have painted things by themselves, and you have to pay $30 for each one. Twilight sees this really detailed drawing of Vert and his dragon penis, and goes, how did you even get this? That's at the auction. Where did this come from? <laughs> <laughs> you can only put in a bid on that one. Oh, the fan art, the fan art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, here's a question. Do I even notice these things on there? Uh, uh that's you know what? Rick? I, I told I do. you the information, so I'm gonna say you notice it, but I'm gonna leave it up to you if you care. Uh, I I did. I actually just rolled uh and uh, for investigation. I got an 18. Oh, uh, you didn't even I, have I, to I think, do that, but okay, cool, fun. What? No, I mean, I think that was that was the appropriate response on that one. So, he does notice it. He goes, he starts to, to cast the spell, and he thinks for a second, and then he decides to cast a different spell. And that is going to be Charm Person. Okay, Charm in Person. Uh, I'm going to roll the Wisdom Saving Throw. Are you doing all of this specifically because I said you would murder him and so you're being contrarian with me right now, you monster? Oh, no. No, no. Not at all. Uh, it's it's going to be more of a, okay, let's prepare you for the damage. Uh, uh, he gets a nine. On his check, he is charmed. He is charmed. Oh, yeah. He's screwed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so- Ooh, how does OC sound when he's friendly? Ooh. He starts, uh, he immediately starts relaying his backstory to you. All 15 pages of it. My father was an Azamar. My mother was a tiefling. As a half Azamar, half tiefling hybrid, in a lot of ways, I'm more human than anyone else. While I constantly battle the angels and the demons inside me. 
Oh, you know what you should do? You should take the 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 medallions that you've got on your neck. You should take those off, and then we should talk about how how you are battling things inside. Just just put those down. That's fine. You've been a friend to me for longer than I can remember, Bert. I think you're right. And uh, he takes the uh, he has terrible memory. Yeah, he takes the three medals off, and he said, "I'm glad. I can only." I can only give things to you, after all. If you tried to take these from me, it would have been impossible. Because the number one rule about OC is you can't steal. Uh, he hands you the three medals. There is a bronze, a silver, and a gold medal. While in front of you, in front of these treasure chests, are domes of energy that uh, are correspondingly brown, silver, and gold. I think I just popped a blood vessel in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I probably need a second again. I always, I keep thinking that these live shows can't get more cringy, and then they do, and I, it's amazing. You have a skill, sir. Yes, I meant to go for cringy. Yeah, Vert, um, like gives a, a thumb over to, uh, starts walking away, gives a thumb over to OC, and says, "All yours," and then <laughs> um, goes over to tap the corresponding medals to the bubbles. Torn's just walking, cracking his neck and knuckles, got, put his shield on his arm, breaks out his sword. Okay, uh, which one do you touch a metal to first? Uh, let's go with the gold. You go with the gold. Yeah, you go with the gold. You see a treasure chest in front of you. And I tap the um, metal against the the energy shield. Uh, I am going to have you tell me what your AC is. Twilight, as he's doing this, Twilight comes back from Artist Alley with a t-shirt that says number one best buddy on it. And, like, they're carrying, like, a body pillow with Debilica's face on it. It's not a sexy body pillow. It's just, like, body pillow and then Debilica's face, like, slapped on like a sticker. Goes, hey, what I miss? Nothing. Oh, he's alive! <laughs> oh. Well, that's unfortunate. Oh, well, that was very unexpected. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the treasure chest... 16. Uh, 16. That is, uh, 23 to hit you because this chest is a mimic! I got to do it, guys! <laughs> yes, I got to do it! You did, you did, you got to I do it. I got to do it, you got to tag by a Mimic, I got to do it. Uh, Mimic bites down on you for eight damage, eight piercing eight. damage, and we are rolling eight initiative, piercing. everybody. Twilight, Twilight is like watching all this happen casually from the side, and they're just like, you know, I paid like six dollars for this churro, it's absurd, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> so I rolled a nine. And it's only like the three inch ones. Okay, hold on. Um, so I here definitely need that shirt. Would you all like me to design a number one best buddy shirt oh, and put it on? That was not the shirt they were describing, J Mark. They were describing the fan art. <laughs> no, 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 they just they just said it now. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I missed it because I was typing. Oh no, you were just excited about the fan <laughs> no, if art. If somebody weren't you? wants to make the vert fan art, you go for it. Um, I don't want to see it, but you you live your truth. You put that on Deviant Art. Um, would that be bad, Dragon? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh. you put that on Bad Dragon. Right? the end of world sponsored by Bad Dragon. If you don't like our products, you can shove it. <laughs> Stop. Oh. The legal team for uh, TFU would like to remind you we are not actually sponsored. Yeah, by Bad we are very desperate. Mitch is just a psychopath. We're desperate to remind you that we are not sponsored by Bad Dragon. <laughs> Mitch is just crazy. But we could be. Oh God. Uh, uh. Vert, Torin, Twilight, what are your, uh, your initiatives? Nine. Eight. 
Oh, wow. Like, we all got sub 10. I got a 5. Wow, the Mimic goes first. A Mimic is on Vert's arm and nomming on you. Uh, that Mimic, uh, that Mimic, oh my goodness, that nomming Mimic is going to try to bite you again for 17. It works. It's biting its way up your arm for 4 damage, and it's just slowly nom nom nomming on you. Which color medallion was this one that ended up being the Mimic? For gold. And then there's a green and a red one as well, It is a right? bronze and a silver one. You would know these if you had ever played Bronze sports. and silver. Oh, like the medallions. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes. Down from the Mimic is Torin. I think I'm going to continue with my idea of attacking OC. If you attack him, then the charm goes off. So what you're saying is I need to make sure it's a really good hit. Yes. No, can, can you? <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> I'll help the team. No, dude, just open the other chest. Bert will be fine. Yeah, all right. I guess I'll just... Well, to do that, you have to come and get next to the Mimic, because I'm still holding them. Torn's just going to walk up, go, oh, excuse me, go reach around the Mimic, grab one of the medals, like, you've got this, right? <laughs> Touches, I guess I touch the uh, bronze medal to the bronze uh, You thing. do it. You open the bronze, uh, the bronze wall of force, as it were. And then I kick the chest as hard as I can. Uh, absolutely. Make an attack roll. Just a regular D20 yes, roll? Yes, make a D20 roll. Make a, an unarmed attack roll. So D20 plus your strength. Could you imagine him with an auto male arm, though? 14. 17. So 14 plus 3. Okay. Uh, this one was... Uh, you, you kick it, and you feel the, uh, the form of the treasure chest give way underneath you. It is a spongy material. And as you, as you kick it, you can see that this treasure chest is blasted out, out the, the other end of your kick, basically. Uh, blown to a bunch of pieces of icing and uh, some kind of fluffy pastry on the inside. Uh, this was cake. No! I could have eaten that instead of the churro! Yeah, it wasn't a mimic, it was cake. A little bit of albinsite comes out, Twilight goes, you dick. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was unnecessary. I just kick off a pe pieces of cake at Twilight from my leg. <laughs> Twilight, dexterity save to see if you can catch cake in your mouth. <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, 21. Need a point of inspiration. You caught cake in your mouth. So you matrix dive and catch it with your mouth and tongue. What flavor's the cake? Uh, it is, it's pie flavored. Ooh. That's still vague. You know, they're actual flavor, whatever. Um, Twilight. <laughs> oh, it just tastes like numbers. Uh, Twilight goes up to Vert, also, re also reaching around the mimic. And goes like, hey, how's it going? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna grab this silver medal here. And Twilight looks at the mimic and goes, I'm gonna tell my son on you, you asshole. And then goes over to the silver chest and then opens it up. We're just letting Vert get eaten. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you touch your, uh, you touch the silver medal to the wall of force. It breaks, and the treasure chest lays open in front of you. It opens, and inside are five pieces of parchment that have been folded. It is your friends turned into spell. Um, Twilight looks at OC and goes, Hey, buddy! Um, your buddy Vert would really like you to turn these guys back to normal so you can have a slumber party. Never had a slumber party. That sounds... Oh, you're so... Fun. You're so edgy. Oh, he's the edgiest entirely. Oh, he's so cool. Yeah, uh, he is next in the initiative order. Uh, Vert, he is going to try to save you. Isn't that... Alright. Yeah. yeah. This should be... Curious. You know, like a friend might do. Uh, he's gonna do two attacks. One with his, uh, with his alabaster sword, and the other with his, his onyx sword. And only the alabaster sword will make contact. But he will still do damage. Five damage. It's not a lot. Ooh. Yeah. 
but he did it, and isn't that really macabre? I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. He did five. Plagiarism never really has the same sting as originality. Sure. Uh, up in the order, it is once again the mimic's turn. Uh, Vert getting nommed on. Uh, did Vert not get to do anything? Not your turn. Top of the yeah, order. Yeah, Vert didn't get his turn. Oh, Vert didn't get. To... Yeah, Vert never got his what? turn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, you should have gone before OC. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Crap. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, A live rewind. Everyone, everyone, delete this. <laughs> uh, so who's standing near Vert? Uh, currently, uh, just the mimic and OC, and uh, I believe Twilight is five feet away from you, opening the silver chest. Okay. But who knows what's gonna happen? Yeah, thunder wave, isn't he? He's got a thunder wave. Yes. And I'm finally far enough away, aren't I? He's got a thunder wave. Yeah, I'm going to finally experience... I'm just I'm just going to roll my save now. It's fine. <laughs> Bird's going to do a, a thunder wave. Yep, there it is. Uh, the Mimic is. is going to roll save. Uh, the Mimic is going to... Torrin breaks out a camera to capture this once-in-a-lifetime footage of him not getting hit by thunder wave, but Twilight. The Mimic is going to get an 18. Now, Twilight rolled a 20. I'm Gucci, dude. I ain't being shot off. Oh, the, the Mimic <laughs> is doing uh, 18, huh? 18. I believe the Mimic saves. Yeah, the Mimic saves. And then that's going to be... damage for both of us. Yeah. How'd the OC do? Uh, uh, OC is rolling now. Well, that's unfortunate. Saving throw. OC loses. OC gets a 1. Oh, crap. <laughs> Well, that was nice while it lasted. See, should have just let me hit him. All I ended up doing was kicking cake. All right, so that's uh, eight damage total. So uh, the moon's going to take four, but holds on tight to your arm. OC gets blasted back and then immediately begins to flap his angelic wings so that he can hover in place, pulling out his two black and white swords. Uh, he is no longer charmed, or I believe it's it's that he's he can get a chance to resist. Yeah, he nat 20 so there we go. No, I mean, it just, as soon as we attack or do anything to hurt him, then right. it, the, it cancels. Right. Well, now it's top of the order. Now the Mimic tries to nom on your arm even more. He's going to roll badly, so don't worry about it. Uh, next in the order is Torin. OC is a foe once more. Torin has a terrible, terrible idea. Oh, no. I love it. You know those make me the horniest baby boy. I feel the inspiration from having seen all Bucket, and I just point a finger at OC, and I cast Command. Okay. Uh, resist, he's going to get a seven. You command him to, I believe, do or say one thing very quickly. Well, like I said, I got some major inspiration from Bucket. Poop. <laughs> you want to, can't be edgy if you're covered in poop. Um... He fails. Poop yourself. He fails his pants. Uh, he is flying in the air, uh, readying his swords at you, and then I guess you're going to see something fall down his leg onto the floor. Is it, is it bird poop, or is it, is it human poop? Well, you see, just... well, you see uh, to explain, because he is uh, half Azamar and half Tiefling, uh, he got the human halves of both parents, so he is human, obviously. The only way to defeat an OC. Yeah. Shame. Yeah, and, and uh, I believe that's <laughs> going to work. He kneels at your feet, and he says, uh, make, don't tell anyone about this. If you guys should just not, like, I've got, like, a fan base I need to, like, worry about. And this is uh, kind of awkward for everyone. Tell us your plans. Give us the real keys. Tell us where the pages are. 
No, we have we have the real keys. We have the papers. We need them to be freed. Tell us how to free our friends into. Y- Yagi. Let me have a look at those swords you have. Yeah, here. Uh, <laughs> Love it. And he hands you. They are just two long swords. Uh, they are made out of uh, fancy material. You've literally shamed him into submission, you monster. <laughs> you did. He says, "I I am defeated. Now you hold my darkest secret." Uh, he tells you that shame, <laughs> my darkest shame, secret, I shame, can poop. Shame, 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 shame. Twilight's just joining in. They don't know what's going on. Shame. What's happening? Uh, just don't smell anything for a while. Shame. Oh, uh, God. Um, he says that he needs to go. Oh, God, what is that? Is Bucket here? Oh, that one hurt. What is he? Is he not going to help our? We, we told him, hey, I'll see. We'll tell you what. We won't spread your shame if you turn our friends to normal. I don't have that power. I have many powers, mostly granted by this demon and angel energy swirling within me. But Yagi is the one who turned them into spell pages. He's the one who can turn them back. Ah. You want to come with us? Yeah, could you? You got to take care of the... Yeah, uh, And as you guys say that, down in the order, it is uh, Twilight's turn. Twilight looks at her and goes, hey, you got this covered, right, buddy? Thumbs up? No, 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 the other hand, the one without the mimic on it. Thumbs up? Bud? Thumbs up? Oh, okay, he's good. Come on, OC. Wow. Come on, Torn. Let's go and, uh, let's go find this Yagi kid. He seems fun. Okay. And Twilight's gonna go off with OC to Yagi, just completely leaving Bert in the lurch. It's just a mimic. It is un mimic. OC reaches out for you, and, uh, Twilight, he says, wait, how... How do I know I can trust you with keeping my secret? Twilight goes up to him and goes, Because I poop too, buddy. You want to know an even bigger secret? Yes. And Twilight picks up a book that they picked up from the merch hall. Everybody poops. Here you go, bud. And if you don't hurry up and help us, I'll make you do it again. Twilight, I think this is as fair a time as any to activate your superpower. Yeah, so Twilight is going to activate their secret ability... Know your heart. Anybody I get in a fight with, technically wasn't combat with him, even though I didn't actually do anything to hurt him, um, I can turn into a friend. Yes. Because I know their heart, and I know their true feelings. I, I am the ultimate protagonist. That's right, using your protagonist. Uh, so Twilight... Go ahead, go ahead. I don't think the kid with the heart <laughs> ring from Captain Planet was the ultimate protagonist. Uh, you take that back right now. Take that back or we'll have Captain Planet turn you into a tree. Human tree. Uh, sorry, where were we? We got, I was... Yeah, yeah, so Twilight activates Know Their Heart, uh, which is my superhero power, which allows me to turn anybody I get into combat with, D&D mechanically, I can then become a friend. Uh, the closer to fight, the closer we are as buddies. And so because we are within very close proximity with, with each other in this fight, we've become very good buddies. And Twilight takes out a shirt and goes, guess what I got in here? And it's another number one best buddy shirt, but this one's edgy and black. And has, like, a bloody claw mark on it. It's like, this is for you. I, I figured you'd want it. And gives it to O.C. As he holds it out to O.C., he makes two vertical slashes with his swords across the shirt, cutting wing holes for himself. And then he happily and tearfully accepts the shirt. The shirt, luckily, is uh, a few sizes too large for him. Which allows him to put the shirt on and then remove his soiled pants. <laughs> you see how I knew exactly how you needed that? And Twilight gets in real close. That's best buddy magic. Let's go. Uh, one of the one of the spell pages is Debilica dressed as Scout Moon, and you can hear her screaming. <laughs> uh, all right, Vert's gonna cast a second level um, magic missile. 
Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I don't think you needed second level to deal with a mimic that can't do more than four damage. Yeah, but he has to live up to his potential. Murder Gnome is really a kind way of saying he's the eviscerator. Well, that's why I used the magic missile, so I didn't have to worry about aiming. So he's just going to blow his own arm off alongside this mimic. Got it. Worth! So that's 12 points of damage. 12 damage is a significant amount of damage. Uh, the mimic is going to roll to see if it can hang on to you. Uh, it's going to roll his strength. He's going to get a 14. He is going to fall off of your arm. Uh, the Mimic is now on the floor. He is not kicked. Uh, down in the order is uh, OC. And OC, now friends with you, is going to attack the Mimic. Oh my god, he got a 22 and a 23. OC is going to kill the Mimic for you. Uh, he's going to cut it into even thirds with two vertical slashes. And he says to you, Jordan, I know that we've only been best friends ever since you mind-controlled me and then turned me back. But Yeah, yeah, he did. I want you to know that I will always protect you. I didn't mind control him. I just told him what to he do. He was talking to Vert. Did I say Torin? I meant Vert. Whoops. <laughs> he says, he, tur he turns to Torin. He turns to Torin and says, Friend Torin, I'm so sorry. I have only just learned your names as we've just met recently. And I've only existed for a few minutes. Don't make me proc another command. <laughs> please. Please. There's no, there's no reason to josh us like that. Be nice. Don't make me use my power on you, Torin. You can try. OC raises a hand and the Hall of Mirrors vanishes. Uh, he says, my other powers, I can make Halls of Mirrors. I mean, there wasn't much of a Hall of Mirrors left after I cheated. Twilight seeing OC uh, wearing this giant t-shirt like a dress goes, oh, wait, reaches in their pack and takes out a leather belt and wraps it around his waist. It's like, see, it's a good accent piece. You know, you don't always just want to wear just the dress. This really helps accentuate your hips. So please tell me the area that Yagi ran into is made of nothing but drywall. Uh, the area Yagi ran... Well, first off, uh, O.C. sheds one manly tear as he puts the belt on. Uh, he also looks sheepishly and follows him forward. Uh, the second thing... Uh, the second thing is that Yagi is standing on a pedestal. And you can see that around this... Uh, I should describe the whole thing. It seems to be some kind of rectangular battling arena... Uh, it is constructed out of a grid of, uh, a grid of five foot squares. There, uh, there is five on his side and five on the opposing side where there is another pedestal, uh, facing each other. And it seems that, uh, surrounding this entire battle arena is some kind of magical aura. Uh, you can see the kind of like, this kind of like dark purple energy floating all around. All right, Vert, you're up. Ah, uh, Vert already had a deal with it. I would love to play a secret card game with a child. I'm going in. Or wait, and Torin just nudges Twilight's like, all right, if it looks like you're about to lose, I'm just going to sneak around, use command, and make him quit. Are you not going to make him poop too? That's nice. Hold on, before I go in, and Twilight sticks a hand in and takes out a marker and then draws a sign on, on my hand and then takes Vert's hand and, and adds to the sign and takes Torrance's hand and O.C.'s hand. It's like, this is a sign of friendship. And then, No, I'm just kidding. That's nothing. I literally just drew a smiley face. All right, I'm going in. Bye, guys. And Twilight goes into the, uh, into the, into the, oh, my God, I forgot what the dark area from Yu-Gi-Oh! is called. Shadow Realm. Shadow Realm. Thank you. God, I kept wanting to call it the Dark Realm. As Twilight goes up to the <laughs> I pedestal... I go into the Shadow Realm. <laughs> as Twilight climbs up to the pedestal in the Shadow Realm, Torn just holds up five mm. cards and goes like, should I have given him these? Uh, <laughs> oh no, it's Exodia! You monster! 
as you enter the sort of purple aura, you feel your own magical energies sort of get condensed within your within your person. Uh, and you see the uh, the spiky haired kid standing on the pedestal goes, Oh, okay, so I guess like OC's like on your side now. Alright, well that's kind of a weird that's kind of a weird turn, but I'm okay with it. Uh, do you got do you wanna play a, a spell page battle? Oh I love spell page battles. Okay, hold on. Really, really quick. Is it tournament rules? Because they ban a lot of stuff. You know, no pot of greediness, um, no exodia, no god cards. I'm really I'm really glad you asked. Uh, here are the, uh, here are the rules. Uh, if you want me to unpageify your friends, uh, you have to beat me in my game. Uh, so, uh, my name is Yagi. I'm the character who you can't prove is plagiarized. And, uh, when you guys walk into my aura here, I'm gonna assume you're all in it. When you guys walk into my aura here, you walk into my territory. Uh, and now that you're in my territory, the only way we can harm each other is through my card game. So, uh... All right, Bert. Get your finger and your thumb ready and start charging. So let me explain, let me explain how spell page battle works. Uh, here are the rules. First rule. Uh, you choose someone on your team to be the spellwalker. And the spellwalker is the person who casts all of the spells, including all the characters you can put on the battlefield. Uh, when one of you guys chooses to be the spellwalker, I'll turn the rest of you into useful spell pages for their spellbook deck. Uh, the board is two rows of five-foot squares. Uh, you can place one character within one of these five-foot squares, and then they'll battle like normal. Uh, Not to interrupt this entire scene, but I'm just now imagining what if I'd been stubborn enough to split the party and tried to do this by myself? Uh, you would have had to card battle by yourself, yeah. Is this also Magic the Gathering? Like Spellwalkers? Oh yeah, I... We're just, we're just hitting them all. Yeah, no, this is a Yu Yu Hakusho Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic the Gathering crossover. You mad fool! Wizards of the Coast will have our heads! Considering that... Well, Twilight clearly has a burn deck. Considering that this is 66% Wizards of the Coast, yeah. Uh, it, but it's okay. We can be sued. We don't have money. Haha. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, you can only play uh, one spell per turn. Uh, spells are both magic spells or characters that you can summon onto one of your five slots on the board. Uh, you can only attack adjacent creatures, just like in a normal fight, uh, and the most important rule is that uh, the characters in play don't take any damage. Only the spellwalker can take damage. So whenever one of your characters on the board takes a hit, that damage doesn't go to them, it goes to the spellwalker, and the first one of us to pass out loses. Uh, Twilight looks at the guys and goes, so like, OC should be the spellwalker, right? Like, that seems pretty obvious. I've, uh, I've never beaten Yagi. Well, he doesn't look like he can take that much of a hit. Oh, well, you're useless. Um... I have an idea. Oh, God. Hit me with your healing spell. Bastard. Top me off. Twilight looks at you with a blank stare. Hit me with a healing spell, <laughs> or I will hit you with a melee spell. <laughs> I cast sword! Okay, okay. Okay, fine, you're gonna get a healing spell. Yeah, how much health do you need? Well, I'm at 67 from 76. I mean, what? Uh, he needs nine health. Okay. Nine health. Uh, Twilight is gonna do a level three healing word. Okay, I... That's probably gonna heal you to full, totally. Let's just assume I'm topped off. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, you have yeah. to... You realize you try to cast a spell, and the spell does not go off, because you are still standing within Yagi's territory. So as you... You have to move outside of the aura, you cast a spell again. Torin is topped off. Oh, thank god. That was so slightly inconvenient. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, really added to the narrative. So, uh, Yagi says, okay, are you ready? And Twilight takes, uh, 
takes their spot at the bottom, and Torin goes up to do a copyright. Yeah. Well, actually, Yagi says, "All right, it's time to fight," and he waves his hand, and OC and Twilight and Vert get turned into spell pages. The five spell pages you've collected from O.C.'s treasure chest also get shuffled into a spell book that appears magically in front of Torin. Also in front of Torin now is an asymmetrical shield with a slot for a holding spell books. Uh, across from you, the... I'm very excited to see how Torin plays this entire sequence. Uh, across from you. All right, how many cards do I have to sacrifice to summon the strongest one? Uh, as the rules state, you can only play one card per turn. And so, uh, Torin, what you are going to get now is you are going to get a hand of three cards. Uh, as across from you, Yagi begins uh, opening his spellbook and rips out three pages. And he looks somehow slightly older, wiser, angrier, maybe post-pubescent now. He also grows a full goatee. Uh, so now, in your hand, Torin, in your hand of... So, uh, let me see. What, let me see if I skipped anything here. The hand of cards is this fight... Good. And now, you, Torengesh, are in for the ultimate spell card battle. And because... Wait. Yes? We have to do the coin flip to see who goes first. Ah, yes. Roll a d20 and call it in the air. Seriously? Yeah, sure, why not? You want to be evens or odds? Uh, I've been hitting somewhere in the middle, so 13. Okay. That was a four. No, no. No, the evens, evens or odds. The e are you going to... Evens or odds. You're, we're not doing roulette, sir. It's even or... Say even or say odd. Ah, okay. Even. Good God. That was a six. Hey, you get to choose. Do you want to go first or second? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to go second. All right. Well, in that case, Torengesh, you have made an enormous mistake. Uh, he, he draws a page from his spellbook and places it... Uh, he throws it out onto the battlefield, and he says, The very first thing I will do is summon a whole bunch of monsters in one turn. I summon lesser demons! And you see two closets appear on the battlefield and on uh, two of his squares. Uh, they are standing next to each other. Now it is your turn, Torengesh. Uh, in your hand, you have uh, three cards in your hand. You have Twilight, you have Vert, and you have, uh, let's see here, you have Debilica in your hand. Uh, they each have some special abilities. Uh, when Debilica comes onto the field, all of her attacks will do radiant damage because of who she is dressed as. Uh, Vert, when he comes into play, you get to search your deck or hand for a spell card and cast it immediately. And, uh, the Twilight card comes into play and does Thunder Wave to all adjacent enemies. <laughs> I don't know the rules, so I summon Debilica and immediately attack your lesser demons. No! Uh, Debilica does in attack. She is going to attack. She is going to get a 12. Let's see how that does against a closet. With radiant damage. Yes, with radiant damage, but she does have to hit first. Hey, when we're all paper, can are we like in another world where we talk to each other, or are we just mute paper? Uh, you're just mute paper currently. Uh, uh, she takes off her tiara. It glows with mighty force, and she throws it, and unfortunately she is going to miss. And now it is Yagi's turn, and he says, Ah... Yes, radiant damage against my demons, a very powerful force. He draws a page and then places one down. But now I will summon greater demons! And he summons a shadow demon to sit there and kind of hover 
in place. But wait, you had to sacrifice two de- lesser demons to summon a greater demon. I was really hoping you'd say that. <laughs> Torn's just... Torn's holding a book he just stole from a gift shop of rules for this. Yes, I have t- I will sacrifice my two demons of challenge rating one and challenge rating one to summon Shadow Demon at challenge rating four. Being a paladin, you know how to rules lawyer somebody. Mostly in religion, but this shouldn't be too hard. This is that lawful good working for you. Torin, you draw your third card. So you still have your Twilight and your Vert cards. Uh, and now you are going to draw a... Let me roll for it here. Uh, blingle, blingle, bingle, bongle. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 13. Uh, you are going to draw Ray, who is uh, my casa. With her grappling hook swords, she's able to move onto empty squares of the battlefield after she is placed. I will do something unique, I say, as I close the book real quick. I summon Twilight for a fusion of the two creatures (laughs) for a greater of the good buddy card. (laughs) Yes! Fusing! Fusing Twilight! Using Twilight and Debilica. And it's just them standing in the same spot being good buddies. They have become the creature. Debilica. Bestest buddy. Uh, bestest buddy. You may make a radiant damage attack. Oh, also your come into play ability still works. Uh, because you are unable, because characters on this game are unable to move, uh, they do not have the ability to make saving throws. And so, uh, you still get to come into play and do a Thunder Wave. Only now this Thunder Wave will be dealing Radiant Damage. Roll 2d8. Okay. That's an 8. Mm-hmm. And that is a 6. And doing Radiant Damage. 14. 14 deals double the damage. Uh, Shadow Demons are weak to Radiant Damage. So you deal 28 damage to Yagi, who drops to one knee. He says, Oh! Twibilica is holding their, their hands to their heart and goes, I've never felt so close to you. I feel closer to you than a girl does to her dog. You monster. Now that's a fusion joke. It is now Yagi's turn. Again on the board is one shadow demon, and across is Twibilica, the bestest buddy. Yagi is going to play a card. He says, I will play the Grease card. He throws down Grease, which, uh, Twibilica, you now need to make, using your Twilight stats, Twibilica, please make a dexterity saving throw to see if you stay standing. My shadow demon does not have a physical form, so he is immune to the grease. That was a 15? On a 15, you fall prone. You fail against Yagi's spell save DC. Uh, Twibilica falls prone oh no, on the ground. Didn't help. And then the shadow demon reaches out and strikes you for 15, uh, sorry, uh, 22 to hit against, uh, Twibilica, which is still... But their health and defense should have fused when they fused. Their armor class did not fuse. <laughs> it's going to hit Torin. You are going to take 15 necrotic damage. As that continues... Twibilica is going to look at Torin and be like, Hey, bud, thanks so much for taking that damage. And then the Debilica voice is going like, Yes, darling, thank you. It's nice not being hurt. Oh, so that's what Debilica sounds like when Twilight's doing Debilica's voice. I like it. So how much health does the Yagi have left? Uh, he took 28 before. I'm assuming it's just showing on our pedestals in numerical or Oh, it values. should do that, shouldn't it? That's way smarter than what I did. He is at exactly 28. And what are you at? I just flex on him, showing I'm still at 61 health. Okay. Ah, yes, your health is masterfully high. 
Uh, and now I do believe it is your turn. All right. What cards do I have now? I'm assuming I drew one. You draw a banishment. You can remove a monster card from the board. I could use this spell, but I'm going to use Vert so that I can have two spells. Sure. So I throw down Vert next to Twibilica. As soon as Vert comes into play, you may cast a spell card from your hand or deck. Your special ability is called Sorcery Point, Vert, and that's how it works. So I could either cast Banishment or look through my deck for other spells, correct? So what other spells do I have? You may look through your deck. You have uh, Divine Smite. You may give one of your characters' attacks Divine Smite. Uh, Magic Missile, Chromatic Orb, Lightning Bolt, Protection from Evil and Good, Hold Monster, Magic Circle, the Glyph of Traps that allows you to play a spell card as a trap card on your enemy's turn, and Guiding Bolt. I'm going to cast Divine Smite on Vert so that his spells will have Divine Smite. Okay. Uh, uh, Vert's next attack will have Divine Smite. Uh, who do you attack with on your turn? You have Twibilica, Best Buddy, and you have Vert. I tap three lands so that I can attack with both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I say after hiding a pen that I just finished writing in the rules book with. Vert make a uh, melee attack and Twibilica make a melee attack. How is Yagi reacting to all my rules lawyering against him and his he own He doesn't game? understand that someone's picked up the rules so quickly. That's a 21 to hit. It is in this moment Yagi realized he doesn't know the rules. <laughs> you will hit. Oh, what'd you get, Twibilica? Uh, naughty 20. Naughty 20. So you both hit. Uh, roll damage, and Vert, you get to add 2d8 radiant damage. What's the damage you're rolling for one of our... Uh, roll a, yeah, roll one, one, of your, one of your melee attacks for you, Twibilica. And Twibilica has radiant yeah, damage. Yeah, it's that both of you are currently doing radiant damage right now. Um, Vert, because he's smiting, and Twilight, because you are fused with Sailor Moon. Twibilica got a 9. So that's an 11. An 11. So 22 and 18 is 30 damage. And Yagi, uh, you see him take an almost, uh, an almost painfully, unrealistically dramatic, uh, open wound to the stomach as he, and he, yeah, he's like, he's like slowly falling and screaming like that for like 20 minutes and we're all just standing there awkwardly like, is he, is he done yet? Absolutely. I don't, um, we got, we got shit to do. Uh, it's like, well, we gotta wait. It's in the rules. Uh, yeah, you have to wait. And so as you're waiting, uh, you see his 28 damage reduces down. You see it slowly tick down to one. And his, his dramatic screaming stops after approximately three and a half minutes. And he says, Ha-ha! You've activated my glyph of traps! Feign death! I can return from zero HP to a single one! One time! And now, <laughs> for my ultimate attack! Uh, and he draws a page from the book and he says, I will summon a meteor storm! And he slaps it down onto the battlefield. Uh, and with the grease, the flaming meteors fall down, dealing not only the impact damage, but lighting both Twibilica and Vert on fire. And you take, you uh, being unable to dodge the attack because of the rules of the game, you each are going to take 64 fire damage. Totaling for a total of 128 fire damage onto Torin. Who also shouts dramatically. Falls to one knee, a hand on the other. Tabilka looks at Vern and goes, you know, I don't feel anything, do you? Nah, it's actually kind of nice. A little warm. Ah, oh, crap. Yeah, it's just warm. Yeah, a little warm. It looks it's like nice. he's falling. Oh, no, Torin! Hey! You good? I don't think he's good. Hold on, what's his hit point say? 
I think he lost. Corin? Wait, no, it'll take him three and a half minutes to fall. We can still take our turn while he's falling. I know, just let him have it, let Mitch have it this moment. <laughs> you fall down to one knee, and uh, you are in death saving throws. Make a death saving throw for me, Torin. So with a life saving 12. Go ahead. I hit the saving throw on yeah, 12. Yeah, no, you, you succeed. This is your moment. Go ahead and tell him. Go ahead and tell the audience. A very distorted and knockoff version of You Say Run starts playing. And he goes, I cannot fail this. I cannot fail my father. Wait, he's dead. I cannot fail my mother. Wait, he's she's dead. I cannot fail... can't fail your god! My... I cannot Hercules. fail Hercules. I cannot fail my teammate. I must push beyond and flex and plot armor activates. <laughs> yes! Torrin activates his superpower! Plot armor! What?! <laughs> if he would be... I only need to do one saving throw to get back up to one HP if I go to zero HP. Correct! Amazing. And uh, Yagi says, Hey, you're just copying my ability! Just like those darn pocket creatures! <laughs> and Torrin, it is your turn. Yagi has one HP, and you draw... Or wait, can I just do a creatively stupid solution? Oh my god, yes, please. I flip to the back of the rule book and go, You obviously didn't read. If a player survives after death, then he gets to play the five faces of death. And I just summon everybody in my deck at once to immediately attack. <laughs> and he's like, wait a minute, I could have done that? <laughs> and we just have, we just have a full-blown beatdown. Uh, considering that this will resolve the conflict in exactly the same manner anyway, I'll allow it! Jake, and Gerhardt, and Ray, and Debilica, who is still fused with you, and, uh, Vert, and now OC is even summoned, and Deck, uh, all form in, uh, inside this arena, crowding out all of the empty spaces, and just begin absolutely- I wanna, I wanna add one little spice to it. Please do. And they all- put their hands into the middle, hmm. and weapons they didn't even have formed together into one giant blaster. Yeah, sure. We'll go with the Power Rangers Absolutely ending. we are. As they go to charge their final attack, this group blaster weapon, you, you notice that the purple aura of uh, Yagi's territory fades. Yagi uh, throws his spellbook and his asymmetrical dual disc shield down on into the arena. The shadow demon fades, and Yagi begins to make a break for it. Twibelica casts Shatter on... On Yagi. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, absolutely cheating. Uh, 14. What is your spell save, DC? Um, he missed. Full damage. That was a 19. Uh, with a, with 19 damage, uh, I will remind you, Yagi was at 1. So, uh, he tried to escape, and now you just see his ears and eyes start to bleed as an incredible amount of sonic damage is pushed through his body and he falls down unconscious. Yagi is in death saving throws. And then the blast still goes off and just leaves a crater where he used to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yagi is still in death saving throws. In the background, you can see the massive stone plateaus where All Bucket is fighting with Mary Sue. Uh, her bow rattling off shot after shot. All Bucket, his bucket now placed over his fist, is defending himself valiantly, but you can see that in his old age he is beginning to lapse, and his time is running short. Tybilica looks at Bert and goes, Do you have anything we can use to get to him on time? Yagi is defeated. A young boy lies in a shattered pile. Uh, uh, OC is still winning the poo in it. 
And in the distance, Allbucket still fights with Mary Sue in an en- in a not endless battle, an- a battle that's slowly circling its conclusion. So can the characters that have been depapered leave in their current form, or do they still have to be depapered? Oh, right. Sorry. Uh, you summoned everyone, uh, and upon Yagi's death, that became permanent. So everyone's back to their normal forms. All right. Well, um, you... Uh, invert points over at Twilight. You help Doran. Um, I'm gonna see what I can do over there. And wait, it's time for me to be the Torin. Because I picture as Twibilica, I'm probably much larger than I normally am, like doubled in size. Um, so as Twibilica, best buddy, Twibilica, best buddy's gonna pick up Vert and say, fly my child, and chuck Vert as hard as I can in the direction of that fight. You know what's absolutely hilarious about that? If Torin hadn't chosen to be the spell page walker, uh, his ability when coming into play was called throw an arm, and that's he could search his deck and hand for any character card and put it into play as though he had thrown it into existence. But yes, I believe right now it's Vert's turn to be hurled. Twibilica, please make... And Torin's just going to look at Twibilica and go, you know he could already fly. Make an athletics check with advantage. My muscles are guaranteed. Twibilicas are a, very much an enigma. I'm going to be very honest. I only want two results from this. I either want a critical success or a critical fail. I want no middle grounds from this rule. <laughs> so if you if you I, don't get a nat I, I, one, I do have a 20 or a crit 1, you're just going to put them down and go like, eh, I changed my mind. Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. This is going to be good. Uh, <laughs> Not 20, baby! You go and fly in, my child! Twibilica is going to scoop up Vert like like my wee baby, curled in my arms. I'm going to hold him like so. Hold him, look at him, give him the gentlest kiss on the forehead. And then football yeet him across the the area to the fight. (laughs) Vert tucks in. As as this tiny little cannonball, he kind of does the the end over end, and then right as he's getting close to the fight that's happening between uh, Bucket and and the, the the girl, Mary Sue, he sort of opens up and does instead of doing a Superman though, he he does this sort of jumping Jack Flash, arms and legs completely out. Um, and how how good was the the aim? I guess with the a crit. Who did you throw me at? Uh, with a nat twenty, I'm gonna let you go. Uh, it's up to Twibilica, but it's really going to be uh, wherever Twibilica wanted you to go, you could go. You have a few options. And it's good. He's gonna go all the <laughs> way. Yeah, I essentially sent a tactical nuke towards Mary Sue. So there are. Uh, there are, of course, any of these stone plateaus, these 20-foot-high stone plateaus. Uh, there is uh, Mary Sue, there is All Bucket, and there is, uh, in the very back, is the cannon, pointed directly at the ceiling once again. So, um, yeah, I, I was thrown at Mary Sue. Uh, I'm trying to hug her at high speed. Okay, at high speed. Let's call this an unarmed attack roll. Can we say he just, like, basically lands body slam? on her face and just wraps around her like a face hugger. We're going to date the audience here. Hey, Vert, Vert, did you, uh, did you glop her? Did I, did I glomp her? Um, 
I, I think the... Did you do a glomping? Glomping is not an... In, well, no, I, I think that glomping is not the entirely appropriate because glomping happens at medium speed. This is sort of that that bullet train slam glomp, and that is just darker territory. But yeah, can Vert just basically like attach onto her face like a face hugger? Uh, yeah, that's entirely feasible. And, uh, what? And then lay his eggs. Let's in make her. an. Uh, what? Oh no! That's what face huggers do. Let's make Weird. a right. unarmed attack roll. So strength, uh, a d20 plus strength, uh, with advantage because of the excellent throw. All right, let's see how this goes. Nineteen. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you glomp onto Mary Sue's face like a face hugger. <laughs> uh, what is your strength? High speed glomping. Wow. Okay, so uh, I've I've attached myself to Mary Mary Sue. Um, also, do I roll damage as well for the strength of my throw? Uh, no, this I is all. I think it's too far away. Yeah, I, I, I think this this is the the, the thing. Uh, I cast Thunderwave. All right, uh, at that range, it, it, she is unable to dodge. Uh, just roll damage. <laughs> oh yeah, because I'm also gonna do this at fourth level. Basically, just a shockwave grenade in yeah. the face. I threw a tactical nuke into her stupid face. Roll all the day. Oh, this is the most cursed uh, live show I've ever created. I think. I'm gonna theorize her response is a very muffled. <laughs> or wait, is that her weakness? She can't talk about her backstory. Please tell me that's her weakness. Her weakness is she can't explain her backstory. To defend against it. Uh, okay, okay. That that's twenty eight points of damage, right in the face. <laughs> uh, an explosion of sonic energy comes off of your hands, and Mary Sue's head cocks back from the sheer force of it. Uh, no, I'm just I'm I'm imagining just sort of this gnome coming out of nowhere, slamming into her, hugging her face, and then. All of a sudden, a shockwave of pressure, and there's there's like only two ways for that to happen. Coming out of nowhere, the gnome clings to her face and thunder waves, and there's a big explosion. Uh, and Mary Sue is ugh, and uh, it's very apparent that you seem to do no visible damage to her. And she says, "Ha! Huh, I was born deaf, and I've been deaf my entire life. Being deaf has empowered all of my other senses." So yeah, what are you going to do now? While this is all happening, Twybilica has has been running towards the battle with the army of friends. Torin on my shoulders, because for once I can give Torin a ride. <laughs> we'll assume by now Twybilica has forgotten they have healing spells again, so I'm just using healing touch on myself. Totally fine. Full to get up to 36 health. I want to point out, um, Twybilica is the fusion of two of our characters and is increased in size from what they would originally be. Is that accurate? Are you a giant woman? Yeah. And there we go. All I want to be is someone who can a see giant a giant woman. twilight. A giant, a giant twilight. We did it. We found the other lawsuit that was going on today. Yes. Rebecca Sugar would be proud. She's from Maryland. <laughs> uh, represent. All right. Uh, so now that you've turned into a giant Twibilica, yes, Torin is is riding you on the shoulders. Uh, Vert is in the sky as Mary Sue tried. Uh, she got thunder waves away, but took no visible damage. 
And then all bucket. Meanwhile, Ray cosplaying as Mikasa looks very concerned about this giant woman out of nowhere. <laughs> just keep, just... <laughs> mm. uh, I don't trust you. <laughs> just keep side-eyeing it. Seems suspicious. Yeah, it just keeps looking at the back of your head for some reason. Then he lands on top of a stone plateau and looks across to the other adjacent plateau where, uh, where Mary Sue is standing and drawing her bow again. The former mayor of Balderdash takes his bucket, placed jammed even onto his fist as a, as a weapon, and he says, Now, some of y'all may have heard these words afore, but now I'm going to show you how to go even further beyond. Take this. My love, my anger, and all of my bucket. <laughs> and he uh, immediately, uh, he begins to cast Fly on himself, which is, uh, as we know, uh, those familiar with the show know the means by which Mayor Bucket is capable of flight. Yeah, what's, what, is he Winnie the Pooh? Oh, too? yeah, I don't know if that was clear. 24-7. Yeah, well, it, nye, nye. Mm. Uh, and so he the bucket the bucket a, a is where a series of sparkling anime lights surround him and his bucket begins to glow with an awesome power and he cranks his arm back flying forward at Mary Sue knowing that this punch will be more than 100% of his power and he screams out Nat 30 and in between that there's a scene of just brown lights Flowing along a brown string. Yes. Uh, yeah, connecting to each other. It's, some, it's simultaneously, like, really touching and romantic, but also horrifying and smelly. As he makes, uh, he makes contact with Mary Sue, punching through the arrow that she fired, punching through her nearly indestructible bow, punching her directly into the tummy. Uh, he sends her flying through the ceiling of this training facility. And now all of you get to stand in a circle and recoup. And, uh, he, uh, a, an amount of steam starts to flow off of, uh, off of all Bucket's body. And he says... Mostly from one general lower area. Yes, it's all, it's all from, from the legs up. Until about the shirt region. Uh, he says, it would seem that my time here is uh, coming to an end now. Now I'm returning to my original state. No! I... No! Oh dear. And, uh, <laughs> oh dear. Tybilica runs over to the cannon with their long legs and great reach. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, you go back to um, the cannon. Huh. Mm -hmm. Uh, and at. Uh, Tybilica. Yeah, what, what do you got? What do you got? Tybilica hops into the cannon and just major freak out. It's like, bring back hot bucket! Bring back hot bucket! And it's like slapping it with their hands. They. They don't understand how it works, but they're uh, really upset that regular guy buckets back. Yeah, you are, uh, you're slapping the cannon, trying to get it to do, uh, whatever it is that the bucket, whatever it is, uh, the cannon does. You start slapping it. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, out from, from the hole in the ceiling, you suddenly hear Mary Sue say, I learned how to fly in my childhood when everyone in my village had to learn how to fly <laughs> to avoid the apocalypse. And you see, you see an enormous shape in the sky begin to, to arc forward. And O.C. pauses and he says, No, everyone, you have to get out of here. This is Mary Sue's ultimate attack. She swore she would never use it. This power is so powerful 
that no power could possibly be a power against it. In the distance, you can see that she uh, is holding some kind of enormous object. And after looking at it, it seems to be a boat of some kind, maybe an, an old-style sailing vessel. And Mary Sue says, This is my ship. I know what we need to do. We need to get Bert onto it and have him steer it into her while whistling. Anyone struck with my ship is forced to become madly in love with me. And as she begins flying towards the cannon with her ship, and as the chat screams no and oh my god, everybody roll initiative. That's a 14. 14 for Torin. It's a 10. A 10 for Vert. 18 for Twybilica. An 18 for Twybilica. The rest of your group got a 6 as I rolled them all together. And at the very end of it will be Mary Sue. Twybilica, top of the order. She is flying. She is inside the facility once again. And she is bringing in her ship. Um, how close... Is everybody still with me? Like, did we all go to the cannon together? Yes, you have a whole army of helpful people with you. Okay. Um, and how big is the cannon? Uh, the cannon is large enough to fit a person inside. Just one person? Just one, uh, one, uh, medium-sized humanoid. Twybilica goes, O.C., come here. Uh, O.C. comes to you. Listen, I know you've dealt with a lot in the short time you've been alive. You're so edgy and yet you crapped your pants and that wasn't a fair shot for you. We said we were going to keep that quiet. You you guys just want to, to be canon, right? That's your dream? I, more than anything, I would just like to keep existing. Well, there's nothing more canon than love, baby. And Twybilica is going to pick up O.C., shove him in the cannon, and fire him straight at the ship. You fire O.C. at the ship, and uh, he is going to land on the ship. The cannon works automatically. Uh, He lands on the ship, and he stands there, and you see his eyes glaze over. And you see he turns out towards you. And he says, I see that. I am not the first to have these feelings. And uh, on top of the ship, you now notice on the bows of the ship are a number of figures that have come to assist Mary Sue. There is a vampire and a werewolf. As well as... <laughs> as well as... As well as a what? Um, uh, what looks like a, a secret agent and an evil genius who are holding hands. Machia 9 has returned. We oh, got man. We got there. Yeah. We got there. Right full circle. Um, uh, and Twybilica yeah. is going to go... And uh, Twybilica is going to go, Hey, Mary Sue! Yeah? Yeah? Do you... Have you ever heard of the power of friendship? No, I only use the power of love in order to define my relationships however I choose. Well, now you're going to feel it from me. And Twybilica is going to leap with all of their might, uh, with a with a fist cocked, ready to punch Mary Sue right in the face, getting ready to activate know their know their heart. Uh, it may be a little bit of a distance. You may want to use the cannon to make this jump. Then yes, I will use the cannon. As you get into the cannon, you realize there is something inside of it. What is it? Uh, it seems to be a uh, a a journal, a um, a spiral notebook of some kind. 
before jumping out of the cannon, Twibilica is going to pick up the notebook and open it. And it's going to read at the top. It's like, oh, and you have Torin and Vert and Twilight. And they're at this anime, they're at this anime convention. And Twilight's going to keep flipping. <laughs> Almost. Uh, it says, what you see on the front of it says, um, it says, uh, private, do not read. And then as you open it, uh, it is a series of, of de- character descriptions that seem to be combinations of the people in town combined with famous anime characters. Uh, and it's written in a very particular dialect that, uh, that indicates that the author may be someone who speaks like a, you know, I really like that Rafe. I don't mind so much the anime and whatnot, because, yeah, I was a very good man. <laughs> But I've been seeing this Attack on Giant show, and I think that, like, she's just, like, the main character in that. And so, like, that'd be pretty good if there was that. And then, uh, so, yeah, it seems that it's been written in a very particular way. Uh, it seems that the, the author of this may be someone you're familiar with. I'd like to picture myself maybe as that big, strong guy from, uh, from, uh, Wackademia. I think that's a real good guy to be. I'd try to be that guy if I could be any guy. But I still, you know, I'd keep a buggy because that's part of me. That's part of who I am as a person. You know, I, I know what I want to do, but I kind of want you to just keep going. This is just the rest of the show now. Just keep reading his fan fiction to us as Bucket. I'm thinking about, you know, be you know, be a real good character to be? Like, you know, I found this, this, this anime where a bunch of kids play cards, but there's not a whole lot of rules. But I bet I can make characters just like that. And I won't tell anybody that I made up that character all by myself. And they'll never know the difference. I think that one day it'd be real nice to have a character who's like he encompasses all, all the things I feel about myself. So it's like he's gonna represent the sort of struggle I feel between like the goodness and the badness in my heart. So I think he's gotta be like half angel because I think I'm probably like a pretty good guy, and half demon because he's struggling with his dark past. And that's that's who I'm gonna be. And I, you know maybe maybe not maybe that's just my best friend. Yeah, that's that's my best friend. That's what that is. Um. And then it's like, you know what's really popular nowadays? You know what's really popular nowadays? You got that, you got them books about, like, young girls in the apocalypse and whatnot, and they, like, they learn how to, like, do all this cool stuff. And it's good, like, all kinds of, like, young adult novels focused specifically at young teenage girls. I think I could probably write one of them. But I don't want to, like, like, here's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about, like, if I give her anything bad, if, like, any character development happens to her, then people might think I'm being sexist. So I'm just going to make a female character who's got no flaws so that she's perfect and then ain't no one can being sexist. It's perfect. It's flawless. It's the perfect story. Tybilica is going to, like, uh, cut their wrists a little bit, make themselves bleed so that they can use their nail as, like, a pen to write uh, with. Sure, Linkin Park begins playing from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I just hear crawling in my skin. and Because I don't have a pen on me. Uh, Tybilica is going to turn to the page with Mary Sue and is going to start writing... The ship loses all of its power. Uh, instantly, the ship falls out of the sky. And then uh, really quickly yeah. writes, except for flight. Like <laughs> <laughs> really quickly thinks that, except for flight! <laughs> uh, okay, except for flight. Mary Sue, Mary Sue and O.C. fall in love with each other. They immediately uh, stare at each other as though they had never looked at each other before. They give up, um, Mary Sue gives up her her battle and decides to live a life peacefully and contemplate what it would mean to actually have character development. Yeah, she and OC go off to try to explore maybe how to develop their souls a little more so that they can become uh, whole characters and not uh, one-sided characters. And while all this is happening, 
Torn just nudges Vert a little. It's like, eh, get a load of this. And then just breaks out the greatsword and starts whacking the cannon like it's a bell with Tribelica <laughs> inside of it. Ow, oh. ow, ow, ow. Wait, I'm doing a thing. And Tribelica yeah, right. Torn shits himself. Uh, Torn shits himself. I always wear a toga, so it's just on the ground. Fools you. <laughs> this is true. Torn slips in his own shit and cover- gets covered in it. Anything else you want to do while you're inside, while you are literally in the cannon, writing the, writing the cannon, Twilight? Yeah, uh, Twibilica also, Twibilica also writes, um, the tabletop for the end of the world cast has never felt more grateful to the amazing fans and friends that we've made over the past two years. You all are absolutely beautiful. We cannot believe we have the opportunity to make this amazing art. And also Guy Bucket disappears never to come back ever again. <laughs> okay. And to put an exclamation point on all this, Torin fires the cannon. Torin fires the <laughs> cannon. Uh, Twibilica, you are launched forward at the uh, the ship that has lost all of its power to create love. Uh, and you, uh, by firing Twibilica out of the cannon, takes the journal with them. Yep. And Twibilica flies and goes, Flying so high up in the sky. Caught up in a dream. A do, 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 do. Let's all do cool knife tricks. Let's all do cool knife tricks, guys. As you take the journal and it exits the cannon, the ship and Mary Sue and all of these original characters do not steal begin to dissolve. And as Leo the Boy states, uh, yes, the outro begins playing. Credits roll as Twibilica, launched forward, splits into two separate beings once again. And the and we uh, have our spirited away moment. And she and I'm holding Debilica's hand, and I go, Debilica, I finally remember your name. It's you, the Debilica River. <laughs> you were there when I drowned as a child. Vert <laughs> nudges torn. You know, neither of them can fly. We'll, we'll give them a moment to remember. Don't worry. They're having a nice moment here. Uh, <laughs> They're like soaring through the air. Yes. As all of As this all is all these anime changes are dissolving. Yes, all of the changes to the canon begin to dissolve because the thing that was changing the canon, Mayor Bucket's fan fiction, uh, has been removed from it. And so you watch as Mary Sue and OC and the corpse of a young boy fades out of existence. <laughs> and uh, as well as all the people on the ship fade back into being non-canonical. Can't prove a murder if the corpse never existed. Exactly. Machia 9 is, st- Machia 9 is still there, though, surprisingly. Just Machia 9 <laughs> Triple T says, put back the fan fiction! <laughs> uh, awesome. We'll find um, the cannon again. As you all, yeah, as it dissolves and you see New Boulder Dash and the jungles around it return to normal. The training facility vanishes, and Mayor Bucket uh, is sitting in a pile of his own filth, as he is wont to do, saying, All right, well, that was fun. Uh, we should try this again every year. And we all kill him. <laughs> oh, all right, that's fair. Hey, come on, the end covers up all the visuals as you slowly <laughs> in the distance hear Twi- Twilight and Devilica scream, Oh, crap! <laughs> yes, and so to, to end this off, as you were launched into the air via the cannon, both Debilica and Twilight take 81 fall damage. <laughs> and die immediately. <laughs> die immediately. The end. Everybody, 
This has been Tabletop for the End of the World's second anniversary live show. We hit exactly a time. Look at us. 